Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. Three years ago, you might have thought of Logitech as a hardware brand selling 90s era keyboards and mouses for the office. Logitech still sells this hardware, but its tools have become more relevant than ever to the everyday consumer as working from home has become the norm. Global Chief Marketing Officer Nejo Tita-Reed has been at the forefront of this transformation. Having joined the organization prior to the pandemic and being promoted to Global CMO in 2021, Tita-Reed has propelled Logitech into a brand at the center of culture and a provider of must-have tools for creators and knowledge workers. In this episode, Tita Reed chats about Logitech's brand transformation, its work with creators large and small, and how the company is building for the future of work. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Nejo. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, it's nice to be here, Allison. Really excited to have you as one of our 2022 CMO 50 honorees. This is such an honor to talk with you. Oh, it's a privilege. (laughs) So I want to talk first about Logitech, which I find to be a really interesting brand. It sort of went from this like 90s era hardware manufacturer to this really cool influencer creator driven brand that Gen Z is a fan of talk. And I know you've been there for a few years kind of driving that evolution. So I'd love to talk about like what was Logitech like when you got there and what were some of the things that changed along the way? Well, thanks. I've been with Logitech for three years, um, but it's felt like a lifetime, right? Given what's happened in the last three years. You know, when I joined, I actually joined to help drive marketing transformation for the company and really make this a core capability for essentially, you know, a really great product and design company. And then I moved to commercial marketing, which really puts you in the heart and center of, you know, the day-to-day, you know, business. And then I became the uh, chief marketing officer. And so I'm grateful for all of those different roles because it's given me a lot of perspective um, and appreciation for what all of our marketers do around the world. When I joined Logitech, you know, I really felt like we had absolutely the product at the center of everything that we did. And of course, we still do, you know, keep the product as a critical part of what we do. But over the years, we've put the consumer more at the center. We are a design thinking company. And so one of the things that I have felt over the years, and one of the reasons I wanted to join Logitech, is we are very human centric and the way that we approach, um, you know, our business, our design, our thinking. But over the past three years, the biggest change has been that um, we have really gone from being a peripheral that sits kind of, you know, on the sidelines of of PC to being an essential part of people's day to day life. I mean, how often did you actually talk about mice, keyboard, webcams, you know, video conferencing three years ago? And now you don't have a a, a moment, a day, or probably an hour that goes by um, where uh, Logitech products are not at the center of what you do, which has allowed us to be more central to culture um, and therefore more more relevant. And so that's a huge evolution in three years. And it's been a amazing journey to be a part of. Yeah, I know when the pandemic hit and everyone was working from home, it was actually a really big boon for Logitech's business, right? Because everybody needed to set up their home office and they needed to get a nice webcam. Talk about how that like changed the way that you went to market. 
Well, it definitely, you know, changed the way they went to market. So I think it's important to ground because obviously, you know, I can geek out on this stuff all day long, right? So, I mean, for your average person, you may not recognize that there are 1 billion knowledge workers in the world, okay? That's a B, right? And and that is um, something that may not have, I don't think, been that relevant for everybody until the pandemic happened, right? Because the privilege of these 1 billion people is that, they could work from anywhere, right? Not everyone has the privilege of being able to do that. But then how do you support people who typically went into the office? They did not have a home office. And depending on where you are in the world, um, you didn't have any setup at all, right? And so to me, what, um, you know, what has changed so much around, you know, the behavior um, of people is the fact that only a privileged few had a setup of a home office um, three years ago. And now essentially everybody has some sort of tool or technology that allows them to work from everywhere. And so essentially our go-to-market strategy became equipping the world, right? Equipping these one billion knowledge workers with the tools that they needed to continue um, and, and drive their livelihood. Um, and things that were very exclusive three years ago became more democratized, especially in the categories and the areas that we tend to to work. Um, and so, you know, that's that's the short answer. I could talk about it for a long time, but I think that has been <laughs> the huge difference is democratizing the tools and technology that um, people have at their fingertips. Yeah. Well, on that note, like. Logitech used to mostly sell B2B, right? Because it was about office supplies and providing equipment to companies. Now you're all of a sudden B2C. Every individual in the world needs their own office. How does that change the way that you approach creative, approach media? Like how did it kind of change the way you view the marketing landscape and funnel? Gosh, well, it, it has, you know, I think evolved us in a very interesting way. So for one, especially for our amazing campaign audience here, you know, we've been in business for 41 years and have been very more, like I said, product centric, design centric for for a great deal of time. We hadn't necessarily focused as much on the brand, right? And that story and being at the center of culture. But all of a sudden we were thrust right into the center of culture and we did one of our first kind of brand campaigns during that time period, we really felt like we had enough relevance to invest in the brand in a, a bigger way, you know, to punch above our weight. And that was a very big swing in how we were going to market. So now we weren't just telling the amazing product stories. We were working to tell stories of how this brand is relevant in the lives, connect with the hearts and minds of consumers, and then talk about our brand. And so it was a real shift, um, especially when we launched the, the five logic campaign for the company that was, you know, very much focused on talking about the relevance of our portfolio, um, both to the B2C audience and to the B2B audience. Um, and so, you know, we we took a moment and said, we feel like it's the right time to do that investment. And it has, you know, been been very successful for us and um, really, really proud of the whole, you know, team that helped put that together and, and drive that that launch. Yeah. I mean, Logitech was in the Super Bowl, right? In 2021 with an ad featuring Lil Nas X. And and then you were behind another commercial with Lizzo that actually was doubled for a music video for one of her songs. So talk about like, what were some of, how did you sort of like, these are kind of big risks, right? To take for like a product driven, uh, more like B2B focused company. Like how did you get the buy-in and how did you kind of 
how were you able to take these creative risks as you invested in the brand? Yeah, I think it is. Um, it's a great story, I think, for any um, of of the CMOs that you're speaking to. The the challenge that you have when you're working to lead something different um, and uh, be bold and how you do that. I'm I'm really fortunate to have uh, a really amazing um, CEO in Bracken Daryl who is willing, you know, to, to take risks, to, to drive challenge, to be relevant among all consumers and customers. And so I don't want to underestimate, um, for any of the CMOs or creatives that are listening, the power of having the trust and support of your CEO, right? It's essential, um, when you're working Mm -hmm. to do something different, but I think it was really, um, about helping, you know, our organization understand that we were now more culturally relevant, um, and that we um, had an opportunity to do work that put us at the center of culture. And if we did work that spoke to the masses of the 1 billion kind of knowledge workers, it would benefit not just our B2C business, but it would halo on our B2B business. Because anytime you're driving brand health and equity, um, then obviously, you know, that that rises um, to to benefit, you know, your entire your entire business. And so once people bought into the understanding that we were relevant enough, we had gone from being peripherals to essential, then, you know, my colleagues across the business and the commercial organization were really supportive of being able to then go bold about um, ensuring that people understood the relevance of our portfolio at this uh, stage in humanity. Yeah. So how did that kind of change? Like you, so you were promoted to global CMO in, in 2021. Talk about how the promotion and this sort of shift in the marketing strategy, like how did you shape your team? Um, and how did you think about your budget as you entered this new role? So I came into the role of the back end of the Super Bowl. And so I want to give credit to the team, you know, that that launched that um, and the great work that they did. And we had kind of, you know, a great ad. And then the work was to be able to turn that into more of a campaign, right, or a platform that could last, you know, over time that we could plug um, different initiatives um under um, and that would allow us to scale. And so that was the work that we had to do. And so as a part of that, we worked and partnered with um, an agency, um, you know, Virtue, which was really helpful and allowing us to scale up really quickly. And so I really believe the power of our agency partners is that it does allow you to scale up really quickly, tap into a hundred, you know, people um, um, work to, um, to increase the capacity of your team um, in a way that is very, very hard to do quickly um, on your own. Um, And so I want to, you know, give credit to agency partners, um, both across the, uh, you know, the communications, marketing, advertising landscape. Within my own team, it was really important that we um, focused, you know, our brand team on um, not just doing the day-to-day brand management work, but on the campaign management, um, that we really work to focus on the data and analytics aspect of that. And so I hired a really, you know, brilliant data analytics leader um, who could help um, and also partner with the digital transformation leader, because obviously such a key part of what we all do today is going to be based on the data that we have and how we leverage that to have much more um, optimized, you know, creative and 
um, and go to market executions. And so those are some of the areas that we definitely, you know, work to ramp up around this at this time. And then integrating the work end to end from the brand to all of our suite of, of our websites, upgrading our e-commerce so that we could benefit from the changing in consumer behavior. Um, and then obviously working in partnership with our tremendous commercial team um, to bring this to life across the multiple channels and touch points um, that we sell across B2B and B2C. And so you really had to ramp up across you know all the different areas of the business, but most importantly, work to have better integration um, so that we could work seamlessly and remotely all at the same time. Yeah. How is that? I mean, it's been probably like a year or more, right? Since, since those changes happen, how do you feel like it's going and what has it enabled your team to do? So the enablement of the changes has been, um, you know, kind of maybe threefold, right? For, for one, we've been able to, um, I think to be able to speak to more of our consumers and customers and be much more inclusive in our messaging because we were very intentional that we were working to speak to all consumers and customers. And so when you look at our our advertising, our communications, you can see the diversity, the inclusivity that we've been very intentional in delivering. And so um, the impact has been, I think we're speaking to a wider group of people, to a younger group of people. Um, and that has tremendously obviously helped our relevance um, overall and and driven our um, you know and driven our, our results. I think the second biggest difference has been how we leverage data to make more real-time decisions. And so the impact of having data and analytics more integrated into not just um, our go-to-market, but even how we develop creatively um, and um, and do that for the things that have moved the needle the most is, is our second kind of, you know, area. I think the third area is really around how we leverage um, creators and influencers as part of our mix, you know, no longer just being, you know, um, people that, um, that might help kind of market your brand, but really evolving that group to being partners and business partners for driving our business and leveraging them for the brilliance that they bring to the table um, and harnessing the power of creators and influencers to one, empower them with tools and technology to do what they do so well and pursue their passions, but also partnering with them um, as a marketing um, team to be able to help us connect more authentically with with consumers and customers around the world. Those would be three areas that I believe have, have made the biggest shift and, and the results have been that we you know, have a stronger brand, we are definitely using data and that we are showing up, I think, more authentically thanks to the partnership with creators and influencers around the world. Yeah, you're also selling more product, right? I think you had your best year ever last year or 2021. So that's, that <laughs> seems to be working. Exactly. I must say it, we were very fortunate to grow over 74% during the pandemic. And, um, and I think, you know, the, the change in consumer behavior tied to the way that the team, you know, went to market, it was a, um, a, a beautiful, I think, um, synergy and, and we were, we benefited tremendously. And, and while, you know, the world has challenging times now, we're still double what we were before the pandemic, which is incredible. Yeah. So I want to dig into the creator space. Um, it's obviously it's huge and I think it's only, 
uh, the tip of the spear, like it's going to get so much bigger and, and it's evolving a lot in recent years. Um, you know, it's gone from influencer to creator. Like what is Logitech? Logitech has a division or a group for creators, right? Logitech for creators. So talk about that and what you're trying to do in the space that is maybe a little bit different or really trying to get to this heart of like creator partnerships. Got it. You know, I think the first thing I would say for us, it's not so much around a division as it is that Logitech as a company is supportive of empowering creators, period, across all of our business, right? We really value creators and influencers as a part of our business model, as a group that we highly respect, and that a group that we actually develop and design products, softwares, and services for. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, a big shift. And if you were to talk to our board, our CEO, you know, creators is absolutely kind of, you know, part of, of our growth model overall. So I think it's important to understand it's integrated into what we do. It's not not a part of, of what we do. It's interesting because they're kind of one of your key audiences that you're selling to, but then they're also a key part of your marketing strategy. Absolutely. And that makes me very fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about, talk about Logitech for creators and what exactly it is. So, you know, how I think about that is, you know, as we were evolving the development of our products and services we saw a tremendous opportunity to create products specifically for creators. Um, and so we have, you know, a wonderful um, kind of marketing leader in Aaron Chen and Vincent Burrell, who were running kind of this unit to develop these products specifically for this group. As we have evolved, um, you know, really understanding that the opportunity is even bigger than one group. The opportunity is for our entire company um, mm. to be able to design for creators. And so you will continue to hear us talk about the products and services and software that we have for creators. But I think you'll begin to hear about that um, across the entire company and not just with one business unit. Mm. But I think for those who are out there, you know, it gave us credibility and understanding that it was so important to us that we were designing products just for them, just for their needs. Um, But as you know, the world has evolved just when we think about gamers, right? We think about creators. It used to be a small niche, right? And now, though, you know, so many people in the population are becoming that, that it's got to be tied into your overall company and brand strategy. I think you'll have and see us continue to evolve over time, creating for them, but making it a bigger part of everything that we do. Right. It makes sense. I mean, it's sort of like as Logitech was experiencing this pandemic boom, so were creators, right? Everyone was becoming a creator um, in their house and and posting video and needing this equipment. So um, one big issue that is still coming up in the space is creator equity and pay equity. And I know like DEI, inclusivity and equity is a huge topic for you. So how do you navigate that when working with creators? So I think the key word here is intentionality, right? When you are, you know, in marketing, you know, you take the time to develop who your audience is, who your brand strategy is going to be, then what's your go to market strategy going to be. And for us, as we sit down to do that work, 
who we want to talk to are all people. We want it to be equitable. And so it is right there um, among the target that we design, deliver, and communicate for. And so across every touch point of our marketing, we are looking to be inclusive and equitable um, to have DEI reflected across the way that we do our B2B business, our B2C business, um, and all the areas of touch point. And so it's not an afterthought for us. It's essential in how we do our work. And, and I think if you're not intentional and you try to convert something that was made for whatever people call general market and then try to make it, you know, more multicultural or more DI or more inclusive, I think you come across as inauthentic. We design for all people at the start. Yeah. So talk, get a little more specific. Like what are some of the things you do to avoid falling into those traps? So, you know, I'd say a good example, we have, you know, a tremendous brand, you know, Logitech G, right, which has, you know, it's it's the leading, you know, um, uh, you know, brand when it comes to, you know, gaming historically, um, it has been all around celebrating play. Right. And if you think about many years ago, that would have been viewed as maybe a, a niche audience, maybe depending on which uh, region you were in, potentially not the most diverse, um, you know, Logitech G as as an, as a team overall has said, we want to be around play for all people, right? We want to be about play for all genders. And so instead of just doing a historical kind of designing basic black products that speak to potentially maybe even just, you know, one gender, they've worked to um, make sure that they have engineers that represent um, DEI, right? Um, mm-hmm. All genders, all orientations. And so if you look at the engineers on Logitech G, you would see they're more reflective of the world. And therefore, they are now designing products for, you know, a much broader spectrum of DEI, right? And so it's no longer these kind of basic black products. It now is the full spectrum of color, of fit, of sizes um, that work for a more inclusive and equitable group. When you look at how we design to pick who we're going to be part with from an influencer and creator standpoint, we're very intentional to make sure that that group is reflective um, of all the different populations. And I'm not just talking about gender, you know, I'm talking about gender, I'm talking about race, even accessibility and making sure that we have differently able people who are using um, and able to, to play and that's accessible for all. And so that's just one example. But we do that across every area of of our business. And if you look at Logitech, um, we have a personal workspace unit as well. And that group has been tremendous about looking at kind of who gets to work from anywhere um, and how are we more equitable and who does that? We have, you know, instead of having right-handed mouse, we now have left-handed mice, right? Um, so you got a left-handed mouse where it just seems so simple, right? But we have different sizes because, you know, everyone has a different size hand, right? We have voice activation um, and how that we do. We allow people to work from anywhere, not just from, you know, uh, the comfort of their own desk. You can take, you know, our products and work from the beach, work from, you know, work from a cafe, work from anywhere. And we have been very intentional about being able to not just have people work from anywhere, but have anyone be able to use and love and experience our product. So I could, you know, and and the last thing I would say is, you know, around our 
or what we call our B2B unit and this notion of um, having video from everywhere. When we think about DEI, one of the amazing powers of, you know, having video um, is that it, it can create a more equity, right, in um, in the, the workforce and being able to have now finally have everyone sit around the table, which is everyone sit around a screen. We have amazing suite of products that we sell to, you know, IT professionals to equip both conference rooms around the world, but be able to help hybrid working work for all people in a more equitable way. So whether you're in an office or you're working from anywhere, you have the same type of experience. And so we think about equity as one of the benefits of video conferencing, you know, not just collaboration. And so that's a very different way of thinking about it when you think about product development, design and going to market that equity is a benefit across all that we do. Yeah. So it's really like an internal push that shows results from what you produce. And then I know Logitech also holds its agencies and partners to like diversity standards, right? So talk about that and how that helps as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I'd want to just add that it's not just DEI as one of our core values, but absolutely sustainability. And when mm-hmm. we think about sustainability, sustainability, of course, is around the people and the planet, right? And DEI tends to fall under that people part. And so it's a much bigger um, you know, focus for us. We do therefore hold our suppliers to a standard of sustainability to advance and make progress and impact on people and the planet. And so you'll see us tend to have standards for how people are driving DEI um, and how people are driving sustainability across the board with our suppliers, our customers, our vendors. Um, And I do believe that for all of my colleagues, you know, the more that we have standards around that, the more that we will shift the industry. And it's it's our responsibility to make sure that we we up the ante and the standards and support and reward um, those partners that have the same value that we do. Yeah, that's great. So one thing I want to follow up on what you were talking about with hybrid work and work from anywhere. I feel like we're sort of we're in 2023 now. We're kind of in this in-between phase, right? Of like some people are in the office, some are not. Many are hybrid, but don't really know what that means. Like, how are you kind of designing for the future of work when it's kind of up in the air? That is such a great question, Allison. You know, the, the the way that we are doing it is first, I think, recognizing this amazing point in history. I mean, I think we're all going to look back and say, gosh, you know, we lived through a time in which humanity redefined how we work. And so we are partnering, you know, with, you know, consumers, with businesses to, you know, understand that it's not going to be a a black and white solution. We are going to kind of evolve to this hybrid and there'll be different forms of hybrid for different companies, for different people, um, for different organizations. And so we are, you know, holding ourselves accountable. And as we always have since the 41 years we've been in business to develop the tools that allow people to succeed and pursue their passions, no matter where they fall on that spectrum of hybrid working. Um, and so we hold ourselves accountable to say whether you are 
you know, w- working from um, any location, we have the right tools and technology for you, which is why you don't hear us necessarily talking about um, work and video from just office or home. We are very much around working from anywhere, educating yourself from anywhere, video everywhere. <laughs> play, right? Anywhere. And then developing the tools, technology, and software to enable that. So we are, we, we, we want to make sure that we're ready for wherever humanity goes um, and that they view Logitech mm. as an enabler to allow them to pursue their passions in a flexible, a flexible way. It's very much behind why we had our campaign called Defy Logic. We actually evolved so that we have, you know, a big consumer campaign called Defy Logic because we want to give people the courage to redefine the way that they um, show up in the world and how they work, create and play. We have another aspect to this platform called the new logic of work, right? Allowing people to sit back and create a new logic for how they work and where they work and when they work. And so we definitely want to enable the game changers in the world to be able to do that um, and view ourselves as you know the best partner on that journey. How does Logitech approach working now that you're kind of promoting this whole like work from anywhere thing? Do you embody that internally as well? We do. You know, I I am so fortunate um, that our company lives our practices of of, um, of what we preach. Um, Our employees at Logitech can work from anywhere. And uh, we, of course, give people the tools and technology that they have to be able to, to do that. We haven't, you know, uh, forced people, you know, to, to come back 100% to the office unless obviously your role kind of re- requires that. Um, and we are very much living in the hybrid world overall. Now, depending, of course, on what region you're in, people have a different benefit of being in the office or, or not. But we stay very open in our corporate approach to allow people to find the the solution that works for them and for their work. And so, you know, thankful that I work for a company that's open to that. And it's important to us, but it's definitely important to the younger generation um, that expects to kind of define when, where, and how they work. And I'm fortunate to work to a company Mm. that allows that to take place. Yeah. So just sort of looking at the rest, well, the the rest of the year, it's January, what, like 10th. So the whole year, the economic outlook is not great. How is sort of this whole all talk about recession? Is this impacting your marketing strategy for the year? I know Logitech is continuing to do well. Um, how are you as a CMO kind of scenario planning for the rest of the year? So I think in our real planning, if you can, you know, hear me, it, it's really around being very choiceful in 2023, right? Recognizing that we are very fortunate to still be relevant, right? This notion of people, you know, working and learning from everywhere um, and anywhere um, is is here to stay. And so, you know, being choiceful on how do we show up with our marketing and communications that allows people to understand that Logitech products are the one, uh, the ones to be able to um, to use um, as they are changing, you know, kind of their personal workspace, the notion of, of obviously 
um, the way that we approach, you know, um, gaming, I think will evolve to be far more choiceful to say, okay, wait a second, right? You know, when we think about the gaming and creating space overall, right, the needs are very similar because they both are creating uh, a space to be able to fulfill their passions and the, the solutions that they need can be very similar, albeit tailored, whether you are creating video to put on makeup or whether you're, you know, you're participating in live streaming gaming. Obviously, we want to tailor and customize for the for the passion that you have, but stepping back and saying, how can we be intentional to set up, obviously, solutions that allow you to pursue your passions in, in a way and finding, you know, um, finding approaches that work for broader audiences is what you'll see us do. And then this notion of B2B and businesses, you know, we used to, you know, just really focus on driving our video conferencing equipment, but now stepping back and saying, okay, you've only got so many marketing dollars to spend. It it isn't just about conference room solutions, right? This is about the world of video from everywhere, right? Video, um, you know, no matter where you are. And so how do we offer solutions to um, to people who are looking for the best IT um, on how their employees can work from everywhere? So now we're, we're combining, I think, the full power of Logitech, where we used to just show the power of our amazing video conferencing equipment to talk really around the suite of enabling their employees to work from everywhere. And so it's allowing us to be choiceful, more solutions focused, I think much more integrated in our approach to marketing and it's working. And so that's what you'll see more this year is being continually always being smarter on how we drive marketing, but really harnessing the full power of our brand as opposed to, you know, uh, working in silos, which I think many, many companies did pre-pandemic until you realize that you definitely work better together as an organization if you can go to market that way. Is there any exciting uh, work coming up that you can share, talk about a little bit or tease? Mm, there's so much, there's so much exciting work. Let me think about what I can talk about. Um, I think one thing that I can talk about, you know, I talked about equitable meetings a little bit ago and um, we are really working with intentionality to enable equitable meetings. So what I would say, and I'm, you know, for you, Allison, who's a guru and you're in a studio right now, right? If you really think about the two of us doing video and then imagine 20 of our friends on video conferencing right now, if we were sitting in an office and you were sitting at home, we would not feel equitable historically. We're going to launch technology that is the quality of a studio. And so no matter where you're working, you have an equitable meeting experience, right? You're not sitting there at home looking at people who look like ants on the other side, not ready to get your word in and not feeling like you're really in the meeting, but feeling like you're on an island. We're changing all of that via our technology. And so what you'll see from our video um, conferencing equipment, it is studio quality where the fact that you can be sitting in a room of a group of people and depending on your voice, it will show you directly as if you were in a studio and give everybody a much more equitable experience. Um, and 
And so that's just an example of how this, you know, world has changed so much that now we're trying to give studio quality to the business world so that everyone can can drive equity. Of course, we also know this helps tremendously with sustainability because if you can have such an amazing interaction and connect as well as you and I are right now, then we didn't have to fly across the world to be able to have this podcast delivered. And so we we really are focused on the technology that allows that to happen. We have a lot of technology and a lot of amazing innovation um, forthcoming, but that's just one that I think is a real game changer. Equitable meetings, it's something that we've always needed, but I believe it's here to stay and we'll all benefit as a result of it. Sounds awesome. I know. I definitely know what you're talking about with the ants on the screen. So <laughs> can we expect to see Logitech in the Super Bowl this year again? That's a, that's a really great question. Um, you know, um, I I couldn't, you know, share such news, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I would say that you can expect us to continue to partner with creators and influencers um, in a way that is game-changing, you know, in a way that respects them for the craft that they have um, in a way that we are making, obviously, a, a creator like Bretman Rock, a creator director, um, and really giving um, creators a seat at the table so that the way that you see us go to market is inclusive in partnership with them. And so... Um, and you can expect for us to show up when and where our messages are most relevant. Mm. And that's what you um, should expect from us in 2023. Okay, very smooth. I guess I'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Nejo, for talking with me. This was a great conversation and I'm um, excited to see what you do next at Logitech. I'm really grateful to you and for the amazing marketing organization um, that I've got the opportunity to serve at Logitech. It is all of them um, that that have made Logitech a success. So I wanted to thank them and, and thank you for the opportunity to reflect and represent them in this podcast. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple or wherever you get your podcast.